I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I am Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy, and today I am speaking with Christy Vander Westheisen. Christy is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at MBK Senior Living. A little bit about Christy, one of my favorite, favorite people. She has been a sales, marketing, and public relations professional for the past 17 years. And before entering senior living, she'll have to tell us a little bit about this, she worked as an assistant cruise director. And for those of you old enough, think about Julie, right, from the Love Boat with Holland American Line and traveled to 30 different destinations she began her senior living career about 13 years ago as a community sales director into moved into a regional role and she like i said is currently the vice president of sales and marketing and her expertise includes utilizing innovative marketing techniques cutting edge digital advertising training teams in customer service and hospitality creative database management, and impactful sales training. Christy. Hi, Julie. Thank you for having me. Doesn't it kind of feel when, when you hear your bio read, <laughs> you think, who are they talking about? I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, I got to change that up. <laughs> but hey, I mean, it's still pretty accurate. So <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I failed to mention the most important is your husband, Rainier, and adorable daughter, Delilah, and your two dogs. So we'll learn more about them in just a bit. So Christy, Christy, I would love to jump in and ask you, I saw something on LinkedIn the other day about a recent, speaking of customer experience and customer service, a recent training you completed. Can you tell us about that? Oh my gosh. Training. I mean, we do consistent training all the time. Well, I, I, I thought, did you you go to the Disney customer experience training? Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm a huge proponent of um, continuous learning. Uh, if I have, a, I've been trained kind of to have a growth mindset. And the minute you stop learning, um, that's when you stop growing. And so I found the Disney Institute a few years ago and have been taking online classes. Eventually I'll get to an in-person class one of these days, but um, I uh, took um, a few Disney Institute classes on uh, customer service or coaching for excellence. And that was really cool too, um, is learning how to coach your team, um, striving for excellence. And there's a lot of different techniques that Disney uses. They even have an app for their uh, managers to use to remind them to do like, certain steps that were that are part of an acronym and uh, I, I just love learning and Disney is the perfect avenue for that and what's not in my bio is I am a former Disney cast member Disneyland 
Oh yep. my goodness. What, what, well, you long cast, time what ago. Your, what was your cast? Who did you play? Uh, well, no, 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 no. Okay. I would have loved to play a, a princess or something, but I am not the right height for that. And uh, <laughs> so I was the, a, a person that um, I forgot the name of the exact position, but um, right as you walk in the park, right as you, after you scan your ticket uh, and go into the park, I would be um, holding a little survey um, computer okay. and I would ask you what zip code you came from. I'd scan your ticket again. I'd ask you how you got there. So we were uh, data aggregators basically. Um, and uh, I, I didn't last too, too terribly long um, in that position because I was hired at that point by the Disney Channel. And I got to uh, work for a production company that was filming Phil of the Future, which is a uh, Disney Channel um, live action show. So I went from Disneyland to Disney Channel. Uh, and then I went to cruise ships and um, fell head over heels in love with traveling as well as my husband. <laughs> and more about that later, too. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, let's talk a little bit about more about this since you brought up you've got a, an extensive background in customer experience and continuing, obviously continuing that into senior living. Um, I've often heard the challenge, what if Disney built a community next to yours? You know, what would you do differently? And. Oh, I laugh because I would probably be knocking on their door asking how I could be a part of it. <laughs> so, but Sorry. no, I, I'm so, I mean, it, we, our, our you know, business is incredibly competitive and certainly competitive with what's people staying at home, right? Because that's a majority. I'm a, you know, sales view. And I've talked about the sales funnel for every hundred leads that go in the top, uh, 10 to 12 move in. It's a lot of people that choose to stay home or do something right. different. Right. What, what do you feel like, what could we do differently or better regardless if Disney uh, built a community next to ours? And I think you bring up a really good point, Julie, is about we sell against status quo um, or, or we really, it, maybe it's not selling against, but it's, it's selling apart from status quo. And so I think part of our uh, main job um, as sales professionals in this space is to find out what does status quo mean for that person and are there gaps in that status quo that moving into our senior living community could fill? I kind of, I'm like a super visual person, as you can tell by all the stuff behind me. It's like, a, I walk into my office and it just pumps me up because I have so many like awesome things like behind me. But I kind of think of uh, the senior living sales process as, um, as like our job is to make sure that we're understanding what their status quo is. And then hopefully the pain of moving into a senior living community outweighs what the status quo is. Mm -hmm. Because no one likes moving, physically moving. I, I'm totally guilty of that. I don't love the physical process of moving anywhere. Um, my husband and I just moved to a new place two years ago and I'm still like, I have PTSD about it just because, oh, it's so challenging still traumatized so, one of the most stressful things absolutely in, that we can go through right absolutely and and we didn't have to downsize so i think about okay the older adult 
maybe moving into a little bit smaller or a lot smaller of a, of a um, of an apartment than where they came from. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding what that status quo is and going, okay, truly is moving into our community. Is the pendulum going to swing in our favor? Mm -hmm. And it's our job to demonstrate that and understand where they're coming from and um, really help them make their own decision by putting it out there of, of, but unless you understand what their status quo is, Mm-hmm. How do you fill those gaps? How do you mm-hmm. really explain that moving into our community is a better option? So I think a lot of the kind of the training that we do at MBK and 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 that um, I think a lot of our our people are just naturally inquisitive, naturally curious, and I love that because to me that's what makes our sales process so different than selling just a product. Mm -hmm. We get to sell to the individual after getting to know the individual and, and really make a difference in their life. So I would love to see, you know, those 10 to 12% of the, of the hundred percent funnel. I'd love to see that increase. And I think how we do that is understand where they're coming from even better. So we can needs match to our own communities. Very well said. Very well said. A couple things that sure. I want to drill down on there. The, okay. uh, the natural curiosity being one. Prior to that, you mentioned, I, I love that, the status quo. So if I think about it, as you were talking, we have our customers come to us. They're in some type of discomfort or pain, literal, emotional. You know, they There's something that's disrupted their status quo, right? And they're looking for to... To, to you know to, to fit fill that okay yeah. and so boy that's a great opportunity right so 10 to 12 percent coming to us when you think about it right like what what do we you know what can we do better what can we do differently and which brings me to your point about uh really learning about the customer right and being naturally curious so how do you teach that? Oh, uh, a lot by example. Um, I hope that I, I lead that way by example is uh, every single new person that that joins our MBK t- uh, sales team. I want to get to know them personally and all their likes and dislikes and what motivations. And I think that's really critical. And then we take it uh, a step further also, our regional directors of sales also want to get to know um, their community teams intimately as well. So I think that we, um, in addition to training um, how to use our discovery form and um, mm-hmm. really how to dig down into and and really figure out um, what our, our potential residents really mean when they say X or they say Y, it's, it's not just taking whatever they say at face, at face value and really digging in to figure out, okay, what are they really saying or what are they really wanting? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we show the curiosity by example. And I think that that's really special. And MBK is at a great size. We're actually 35 communities today. We, we're welcoming a community in today to the MBK family. Yeah. And... Um, 
and we're at that size where we can still um, intimately know our team members um, at, at, at a very um, personal level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. And for those of you that are, are new to MBK, you're based in Southern California, right? Yep. Yep. We're based out of Irvine, California. Mm -hmm. It's Disney, speaking of, close to Disneyland there. I know. <laughs> How do you, so teaching by example, but also, um, I mean, teaching by example, but giving them the tools, right? You have, you mentioned a discovery, you know, mm -hmm. saying be curious isn't really teaching someone how to be curious. The same thing, like be a good listener. Uh, I remember attending a seminar and it was all about listening. I'm a hundred percent, you know, absolutely. Can you teach me, give me something some type of um, habit, you know, something that I can measure, right? Or, or some type of behavior. Um, how do you, like in hiring, let's go to hiring and retention. Natural curiosity. Can you, you know, yes. what, what do you look for? How do you know someone's naturally curious? So absolutely. Um, it, I think it's, it's easy to see people who um, have done a little bit of research mm -hmm. and then expand on that in the interview process. Mm -hmm. So for example, I love to say, okay, so do you have any other questions? No, mm. I'm good. <laughs> okay, wow. Like you, you really don't wanna know anything else. I've told you everything that you ever wanted to know about our company in this 30, 45 minutes, okay. To me, that that shows number one, they may not be as prepared as I would hope them to be, mm -hmm. um, and number two, that that shows me that they don't have that innate ability to go to the next step or to not to the next step, but to dig a little bit deeper. Okay. Um, and so I love when when people have follow up questions in the interview. So I think you get to know that almost right off the bat, and I also think that. Um, it's a feeling that oh, it's not a feeling, but it's, um, it, during that interview process. Yeah. Are they asking follow-up questions or mm -hmm. are they engaging? Um, cause it shouldn't just be like a, a question, answer, question, answer. It needs to be a conversation mm -hmm. because that's what our prospects and families expect. They don't expect a, they ask a question, you say the answer. They ask a question, you say the answer. They right. want someone to guide them mm -hmm. through the process. And that's not usually a linear discussion ever. So I like people who can kind of go lots of different directions and dig deeper in a lot of different ways rather than having that linear question, answer, right. question, answer uh, discussion. Yeah, you make a good point, Christy, is, you know, measuring curiosity, you know, how do we do that? But look, if they're not curious during the interview. And you're getting them at their best. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> they're never going to get better, like, <laughs> yeah, like on a day-to-day -day basis than like, than they are right then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, how curious, be childlike in your curiosity, just really, really interested and we love the sound of our own name more than anything else. And we yeah. like to people who are interested in what we have to say. And oh, it yeah. sounds so basic and it's simple. It's not always 
easy in the whirlwind, right? Yep. That is a sales director, a regional director, a VP of sales day. Yep. You know, stop yep. to get to know somebody. Um, and, and really, you know, you said lead by example, um, right. holding ourselves accountable, you know, for doing what we expect. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, I, I love to hear my own name. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. Sure. sure. And, I mean, even when my husband calls me by my name, because usually yeah. it's like, honey or sweetie or whatever. Um, but he'll call me Christy sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, like my ears perk up. And the same thing goes for someone new saying my name or writing my name out. Like for example, go walking into a community, um, and my name is on a welcome sign. And I'm like, Ooh, that just gives me, you know, goosebumps yeah. all over because that me to me means someone took the time to, to, to recognize that I was visiting. Mm -hmm. And that's our expectation at MBK is that every visitor has a welcome sign. And that's not just saying, okay, when Christy visits, put her name on a sign. It's, it's right. everyone. Um, and if they tell you their favorite color or their favorite flower or favorite whatever, yeah. um, that to me means um, that we pay attention to those details and, and then incorporate that into the sign or something else. Yeah. But it's, it's learning. It's being naturally curious, Julie, mm. but it's also acting on what you discover. Mm. So when, say that with the sign, let me, or have you, have, they, so everyone knows my favorite color is pink also. So like, it's so cool. I'll go, I'll visit a community and my yeah. signs in pink. It's like, Ooh, you pink. just, you feel like they get you and it's just a color. You know, it is and it's not, you know, it's, it's such a simple thing to do and it is easy to do. It's easy to do. Uh, why, then why I'm not speaking to MBK. I'm just generally speaking. Well, why do we not do this more in our business? What do you think? Um, not just the sign, but generally speaking, right? We all know the importance, unless you're brand, brand new and you haven't gone through training, the importance of listening, the importance of connecting the importance of learning the story and, 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 and creating a personalized experience. And why do we not do that? Good question. Um, I don't know, but I think time management has something to do with it. Okay. And looking at the, the, what's critically important now and what can wait to me, a, a, an inquiry, a tour, like those cannot wait. Those are so stinking important. I can't tell you how important they are. And making someone feel special, whether they're over the phone or mm -hmm. coming into your community, that's, that's like top of the importance list. Mm -hmm. um, so doing the non-sales related activities that are not part of that critical importance list it's learning what's critical and what's not. And, and then if it's not critical, it's talking to your executive director and saying, hey, there's this thing that I can't get to because I need to prepare for the tour because that is the critical part of my day today. And then it's asking for help too. So I think that I have made all the wrong, you know, <laughs> I've made all the mistakes. In, uh, when I was a community director of sales, I, I sometimes got my priorities mm -hmm. missed, like 
misaligned where it was like, oh no, but I'm leading this, you know, bingo game. I can't take that tour. I'm leading the bingo game. And it's like, dang it. I need to ask for help for someone to, to come in and pinch hit for me so Mm -hmm. I can take that tour. But sometimes I feel like our, our, um, we just kind of get misaligned sometimes. And so it's always important to communicate with your executive director mm-hmm. and having your executive director help you figure out what are those sales critical activities too. And mm-hmm. then saying, Hey, I realize you were supposed to call bingo at three o'clock. I know you have a tour at two 30. I'll, I'll take the bingo from you. Take, take your time with the tour, please. That's mission critical. So I think it's just, um, if you have trouble, um, doing time management for yourself, asking for help to, um, from your executive director, especially to help you manage your time better. And, and I'm not sure, I mean, Julie, would, would you agree? I'm, um, that that's the first thing that came to my mind, but maybe there's other stuff. Going I'm, on. I mean, I'm taking notes, you know me, but I love, it's just so simple. And if we, if all of us, uh, myself included, What's critically important, I like that language, what's critically important and what can wait. And I think I'll only speak for myself, but and things that I, you know, things that I've seen with working with people is that uh, the working with people in sales and executive leadership, we are uh, very, they're accomplished, we're accomplished professionals, uh, very motivated, um, hardworking, um, want to get a lot done, right? Want to get a lot done, want to get a lot done and do get a lot done, right? And mm-hmm. it's da 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 right? So, and there is that psychological checking off the box that feels really good. Whew, you know, that the joke of add something to the list that you already did so you can cross it off. <laughs> and, and so, and, you know, when you look at your list or you look at your day, oh, I can get this done. And that procrastination or that, well, I'll just kind of, let me get these few things and then I'll do my calls. And then of course it's 4.30 and maybe we procrastinate because calls, they're, they're critical, right? Or outreach, it's critical. And, but is it, is it uh, necessarily what we want to do right now? Are we going to get the no? Do we feel like doing it? Do we feel like I, I just, I got to have a fresh mind in order to have a fresh mind. I'm, I've got to check these things off the list. And we end up doing, and I wrote it down, what can wait versus what can't. And I would agree with you. It's the calls, the tours, and and outreach. Yeah, that um, can't wait. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That can't it wait. suffers. It suffers a lot. Can we shift gears real quickly and yeah. tell me what are your expectations for outreach? Yeah. So that I mean that's a really that's a critical piece of our business and, and growing mm-hmm. our business. Um, and in fact, we've really looked at it um, very closely over the past. 12 months, I would say, I would say it's always been a focus of ours, but just really digging a little bit deeper, um, and making sure that, that our directors of sales feel comfortable leaving the community, um, in great hands with their, their, um, a team, the backup team, um, able to help anyone who may walk through the door or call. I mean, that was a, I think our first kind of step for our directors of sales to feel comfortable with um, setting their, um, their outreach appointments and feeling good to go and be completely present with whomever they're meeting with. 
So we do, we have a face-to-face -face, um, expectation and that ranges from seven to 10 face-to-face um, -face encounters per week for our directors of sales. And so we have um, a, a, kind of like a, a top 10 list, but it doesn't, it's mm -hmm. not exactly top 10, but um, we, we start looking at, okay, who's referred to us in the past, who has not, where can we um, really grow that relationship? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that, at least having that number of face-to-face -face visits was, is helpful for our team to understand, okay, what's, what's normal, what's expected. And then uh, what usually what that looks like uh, is, is a day out in the field, usually. Okay. That's what it looks like. It, it could, it could vary a little bit, but usually that's what it looks like uh, it, almost a full day out in the field. So choose one day, whatever day it is, you work with your team, your executive director, get your A team aligned. Yep. And, and then you're out. Yep. Well, actually we, we say, don't even come into the community. Don't, yeah. Don't come in because you get sucked right in. And yeah. again, I'm guilty of that. When I yeah. would get to the community, I would be like, oh, there's this and that and this, and mm -hmm. no, don't, don't even come into the community, prepare all the stuff you need the night before, know who you're visiting, make sure that you're they're they're expecting you. Um, and then go out the, the very next morning, but don't, don't try to go into the office, um, uh, that morning to get all your marketing stuff. And then, yeah, you, you get sucked right in to the matrix. Oh, it <laughs> and it sounds to me like Christy, that your executive leadership from at a community level is supportive. Yes. Of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. what would you say to an executive director who is not, I mean, they, they, they know, right. They know the importance of the outreach. They don't disagree with that, but they, this person, you know, this position's open and, and I, you know, I've got to do this and this and today, and I just can't have my sales director out of the building. How, how would you respond or what would you suggest to that executive director? Right. So, um, we call our, our executive directors, sales leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a very common that. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but we call our directors of sales, sales drivers. So they're driving the business to our that. community. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't heard that before. So we just kind of made it up. Um, but if no one is driving the business or if the director of sales is not driving the business, mm -hmm. then, then no one is. And I think it's really critical to have that conversation with that executive director who's feeling a little, I need my director of sales in the building um, to really think what's our long game. It yeah. might be, a, it might be a little difficult to have that person out of the building, but our long game is to continue to build the business. And mm -hmm. unless our director of sales is driving that process, then, then most likely no one is at the community. And um, so I think it's just an honest conversation and, um, and, and that usually does the trick. But I've, I've had directors of, uh, or executive directors in my past life who have said, oh, I don't want my person doing outreach. I want, I want to see that person. Mm -hmm. And man, where's the trust in mm -hmm. that? And, and to me, what that means is that the executive director doesn't trust the director of sales is doing what he or she needs to do to drive the business. And so what I recommended at that 
long, long time ago was that the executive director do outreach with the person to see them in action. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get that comfort level, but, um, yeah, that my, my little, I got heartburn after that because it was like, oh, you don't want your person to go out and drive the business. Okay. <laughs> so let's figure out a way to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Let's figure out a way. Right. We have, yeah. uh, let's figure out a way. I love that. Yeah. So you mentioned Christy that the last, uh, with outreach and you know, your initiatives and really it's always important, but especially this last 12 months, you mentioned yeah. kind of re- realigning and re-looking at it. What is your, can you share any of your initiatives or, or focus into 2022? Ooh, uh, 2022 will be a year of growth, not only in occupancy, but it will be in number of MBK communities. So like I said, we welcomed our 35th community, which is the largest MBK has ever been. Um, we're welcoming them today. Awesome. And um, we have a couple other ones kind of um, down the pike. So it will be a year of, of growth, not only in occupancy, but in um, size of our company. And then I think it also is continuing to grow the skill sets um, mm-hmm. of our directors of sales mm-hmm. and our executive directors and how to be an effective sales leader. And mm-hmm. I know you know that intimately. Um, so that's a, that's a big focus for us is we're, um, coming up with, this has been a a labor of love, but, um, a a sales training program. Now, of course we have sales training, but we just want to boost it even more. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at how, how do we do effective sales training? Mm -hmm. Um, is it in, in virtual modules or is it some in person, some virtual, or is it all in person? We're kind of coming up with, okay, what does the most impactful sales training look like? Mm-hmm. And then um, putting the content in, in the framework of what we feel is effective training. Mm-hmm. So that's a big, that's like a big coming up in 2022 is our sales training program. The pieces are all there. We're just putting it together in the best puzzle that we can, but that's, that's something big that's coming for, for MBK. I love it. Well, you started off Christy, our discussion with growth and how you have a growth mindset, which is one thing I really admire about you. I always say that the person who sits in the front row, you know, is probably one of the most accomplished, uh, but the one who wants to continue learning and to continue growing and then, you know, you just talking, talking about your 2022 initiatives uh, about growth, not, not only MBK, of course, growing its portfolio, uh, but you supporting your own growth, your professional growth, your, and the growth of your team. And there's no better business to do it in. And in my opinion, there's no better uh, discipline than sales. And sales in this business is a very high level sale. It's, I mean, to master this is really, getting a master's degree in, in sales or a PhD, because it's, it's incredibly, incredibly fascinating working with humans. Right. Wow. And so for, for somebody who says, well, I've already know that I already know that I know sales training. I know oh. discovery. I get it. I, I've, I've been to that. I've, I took sales training four years ago. <laughs> it's like, ah, okay. Okay. Um, oh, but I, yeah, I certainly uh, enjoyed talking with you and you learning more. Um, before we leave, I just wanted to 
I was thinking about you and um, we have quite a lot in common. So we each have one daughter. You have beautiful Delilah, who's six. Yes, and yes, my yes. Ava is 18. We both have uh, husbands that we adore and we both have two dogs and we both love movies. Oh. So I was going to ask you what has been your, what was the best movie that you saw in the last year? Oh, uh, two nights ago. Um, it's called Coda and oh. it's up for uh, the Academy Awards. It's um, Coda stands for children of deaf adults. Yes. And I highly, highly recommend that movie. Okay. It's, it's funny. It's heartfelt and it makes some really good points just about life. Um, and so, uh, my husband turned me on to that movie and, uh, I don't regret one second of watching it. It's Ooh, terrific. That's a great, okay. I wrote that down. That's on my list. Yes. And I love, uh, yeah, that's gotten, it's gotten a lot of critical acclaim. Um, so I love learning about good movies to see. And I would say, uh, did you see King Richard? No. About the Serena and Venus Williams dad, Will right. Smith, who's up for yeah. an Oscar for. Yeah. So a little plug for that movie too. Okay. Um, Christy, I really appreciate you talking with me and sharing your expertise and your smile and warmth. And I really look forward to watching Continue watching you, continue watching MBK be successful and a leader in our business. Thank you for having me, Julie. It's always just such a pleasure to spend any amount of time with you. So thank you for having me.